Hey guys, it's JP. Today we're reviewing Rye's Nitro Brewing Oat Milk Latte, Simply 7 Quinoa Chips Sour Cream and Onion Flavor, and Bobo's Maple Pecan Gluten-Free Oat Bar. Let's eat. Hi, and welcome to Junk Foodies, the podcast where we talk about, rate, and review the foods your parents said would spoil your appetite. Today, my guest is Michelle. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Great. Glad you're here today. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Michelle, just to kind of go over what we're going to get into here, as I said, we rate and review some items. We have a star rating system that we bring out at the end of the show. So one star is wouldn't pick it up again. Two stars is I would seek this out again. And three stars is, oh my God, this is amazing and I want more now. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, so before we get into the actual review of the foods, a couple of questions for you, Michelle. What would you say, typically speaking, is your drink of choice? Hmm. Well, I, I've trained myself to drink water. Ah. I, I don't can't say that I love it, but I've trained myself. And room temperature water, just to be a princess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hydration is important. Now, if you're having something other than water... Mm-hmm. Um, I do love coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and I've been trying to train myself to drink it just black, but uh, I, I will drink it with just a bit of cream. Yes, but I admittedly I still miss the sugar. Do you? Okay, yeah. I miss it, but I don't have it. But I miss it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And any memory that you have specifically around junk food or convenience food? Does anything oh. come to mind if I ask that question? Yeah, you know what springs to mind immediately is when I was a kid, quite young, I I would stay up Saturday nights by myself watching horror movies. <laughs> Always a good idea. Yeah. As a kid. And and I remember I would have um now this might be a very specifically Canadian thing, mm-hmm. old, old Dutch chips. Mm-hmm. And and then we would my mom would buy the chip dip but not the kind of sour cream like really you know regular stuff. It was the Philadelphia kind of very viscous and yeah. thick stuff. So you had to have a solid ripple chip to deal right. with that dip. And so I would sit up watching horror movies by myself, eating ripple chips and Philadelphia dip. That sounds like fun. And yeah. any trouble sleeping after oh, that? Yes. Or? Okay, Much I was going to say. Yes. It's funny how kids, we mm-hmm. know that we're not going to be able to sleep once mm-hmm. the lights go out, and yet we continue, right? It's sort of a self-torture thing. Mm-hmm. Very very much a, a human nature, I guess, <laughs> is you know, we do the things that we know are going to bring us pain. What's your go-to snack now between meals? Again, as an adult, I suppose I try to choose things that are, you know, maybe not what my what my heart desires. Right. But so, like pistachio nuts or mm-hmm. like a handful of nuts. I I'm not a great fruit eater, though I know I should, but I generally don't. So I'll sometimes have more like crackers and hummus or something like okay. that. Okay. Okay. And if you are maybe indulging a little bit, I mean, this mm-hmm. time of year we're mm-hmm. getting around the holidays. What's maybe something where you're going outside of acting like a responsible mm. adult? I do like a chip. Ah, yes. Back to the chips. I think yeah. I know that what mm-hmm. your one of your answers coming up is going to be. And any particular style, brand, flavor? Um, you know, I like variety. So, yeah, just change it up. Actually, the weirdest chip I had for a brief period of time, there was, they, I can't remember which company it was. It might have been Kettle Brand. They made one called, um, oh... It's like a mojito. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. It was Moscow Mule. It was Moscow Mule chip. chip. Yeah. Interesting. Which was 
surprisingly huh. not bad. Okay, so mm-hmm. it was kind of gingery and kind of limey, yeah, like yeah. citrusy and, yeah, and spicy yeah. gingery. Yeah. And then Moscow Mule is with rum or vodka? Vodka. Um, no, rum, I think. Uh, you know what, I'm not sure. But... Huh, because that would be an interesting... No, it must be vodka because it's Moscow. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's Moscow known for anyway? It's like white sand beaches and sugarcane, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And what is one item you find inexplicably popular that you just can't stand? Oh, I would have to say there's not a lot of things that I actually actively don't love, dislike. But yeah. I mean, there are certain vegetables, like I know right now Brussels sprouts are having their, their mm-hmm. moment in mm-hmm. the spotlight, and uh, I call them demon balls. In <laughs> fact, my children grew up thinking that was their actual name, and they were quite embarrassed when they said it in, in a public situation, like, wait a minute, they're not called demon balls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that first year of college is tough when you <laughs> yeah. call something demon balls. Yeah. Okay, so Brussels sprouts are your mm-hmm. answer, So, and you've had them... I mean, obviously, there are different ways to be prepared. So yes. boiled is is an, an abomination. You've yes. had them prepared other ways, and it doesn't do anything uh, for you. You know what? You can you can disguise them in garlic and bacon and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, I can I'll eat them, but but I can still detect that nasty demonness. demon-ness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chef, we need an exorcist. <laughs> All right. Well, I I chose this particular topic for you, uh, Michelle, because gluten is something that uh, your body doesn't tolerate too well. You have a bit of an allergic reaction and some Mm -hmm. uh, GI issues, so that's no fun. So we're going to be talking about all things gluten-free. As I joked before we started recording, uh, I easily could have put a glass of water in front of you or even a glass of Coke and called that a (laughs) gluten-free drink. But I wanted to choose something maybe kind of straddles that line of could be gluten-free or not. So that's why I chose this particular drink. So before we get into reviewing this, just some fun facts about Rise Nitro Brewing Co. Rise Brewing Co. is a New York-based nitro cold brew coffee company specializing in nitrogen-infused organic coffee and sourcing fair trade organic beans from Peru. In May 2015, the company launched at a Brooklyn's Colony restaurant by a group of friends who met while attending the Brunswick School. Jarrett McGovern, Grant Gieski, Justin Weinstein, and Hudson Gaines Ross. The group started Nitro Cold Brewing in 2014 at McGovern's New York City apartment before moving brewing operations into Gieski's garage and eventually into a brewery located in Connecticut. By July 2017, the brand was available for purchase in retailers in cities such as Los Angeles, San Francisco, Boston, Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C. While the company's retail business initially had been focused on the East Coast with distribution and grocers like Whole Foods, independent retailers, and offices, the brand, by January 2018, expanded into the Pacific Northwest, entering Safeway stores, as well as independent retailers, via Portland Columbia Distributing. In July 2018, while having previously focused solely on cold brew, the company released a new series of cold brews on Kickstarters, lattes. According to the San Diego Tribune, as of 2018, the company's oat milk and mocha latte were the first ready-to-drink beverages in the United States to use organic oat milk. As of September 2018, the brand sold online and in-store in the U.S. and parts of Canada and has widened its wholesale reach to cover U.S. cities on the East and West Coast, as well as the Midwest. 
Okay, so that was interesting. Now, Rise, it's this cute can, nice logo there, uh, you know, very eye-catching. Oat milk latte. I, I'd never had oat milk before, I have to confess. Had you? I have had oat milk, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so I didn't know what to expect, but this is not as much about me as it is about you. Tell me what your thoughts are about Rise. Mm-hmm. It was, it was surprisingly sweet, I mm -hmm. think, and... Also surprisingly creamy because we kind of looked at the ingredients and right. there that there was nothing really that would indicate creaminess. Yeah, or... water, oats, coffee, sunflower oil, salt. That's basically it. So very yeah. simple list of ingredients. I'm not sure where the sweetness came from because there's no sugar listed in those. Yeah, ingredients. but it was quite delightful actually. I I, I enjoyed that. It, it was really nice. Flavor. Yeah, the coffee mm. flavor came through. It was sweet without being sugary mm -hmm. and i'm wondering if if that all that sweetness is just coming directly from the oats you know certainly they have starches and mm -hmm. and um, there's something in them i think it's called a glucan and it gives it that like i used to make beer and mm -hmm. and you can use oatmeal and beer to give it a very creamy mouthfeel and it's has almost a viscous component to it and I wonder if that's uh, maybe part of the creaminess that we're getting, but also the sweetness because that is a, a breakdown of, of starch and stuff. So mm. that's the only thing I can figure because it's not coming from the water, the salt, or the coffee. Coffee on its own is not uh, naturally sweet. Although it is nitro brewed, which apparently tends to taste a little sweeter. Yeah, good good call. So the nitro brew, and, and you can see that right away when you pour it, mm -hmm. um, it's got a head on it, and the head actually has maintained. We've had it out mm -hmm. for a little bit now. So you're definitely getting that, that creaminess from those nitrogen, gives it a very fine mist of bubbles, as opposed mm -hmm. to carbon dioxide, the bubbles are bigger. Uh, so definitely the creamy mouthfeel, and yeah, I've heard that before too, that nitrogen can give you the impression that something is sweet, even mm -hmm. when it's not. Mm -hmm. But the the nutrient label here does list that it has sugar in it so i'm guessing that's coming from the oats so just for you know the people who aren't there who i can't show this to uh, it's got a color of a very creamy coffee you know kind mm -hmm. of the color of uh, wet sand nice creamy head on it i already talked about mouthfeel follows suit where it's it's um, creamy and a little bit sweet as you mentioned i got almost a flavor of mocha or like mm -hmm. a vanilla mocha which Again, no artificial flavors in it, no um, no natural flavors either. It's just what you see is what you get. So that was a bit of a surprise to me. So again, I'm guessing that's coming from the oat milk. I almost want to just try oat milk by itself now and see you know, if I can pick yeah. up those components on their own. Surprising that it's dairy-free because mm -hmm. it, it definitely is very creamy. And they must be using good coffee because uh, this is cold brewed, I think. Yeah, cold mm. brewed coffee. So that impacts the level of bitterness you're going to get but it seems like they used a, a decent quality coffee so overall this one's a winner for me i think so too i would give it three stars awesome awesome mm. okay well that moves us into our savory portion of the pod a couple of questions for you i think i know the answer to this but would you call yourself a sweet or a savory person oh you know what I am equally both. Okay. Blessed okay. and cursed with a palate that really, and if I have one, I want the other. I like to balance. Right. So Welcome yeah. to the club. We're glad yeah. to have another member. <laughs> <laughs> and I say this as, as a, I guess, a recovering sweet tooth. Uh, certainly as a child, as a sweet tooth. But I, I do like to have a little bit of both. And when they're in combination and they oh, work really well together, that's, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Now, this question I've been getting a lot of. Maybe this was just for me, so I'll have to see what your answer is. But a lot of people have been saying that it just doesn't apply to them. But when you were growing up, did you have a, a after-school snack that you'd have, like between school and dinner? Or was it hmm. no eating until dinner time? Um, Might have to change that question. Yeah. You know what? I, it's funny. I don't recall anything specific hmm. after school. I'm sh I don't think I was limited from having anything. But... 
Did you eat school lunch or did you bring lunch with you? It, well, I moved a lot. Ah. So it depended where I lived. Where you were living. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I do remember my, my mom would, when I would come home for lunch, she was a big fan of Chef Boyardee ravioli. That would often be I can lunch. see where you got your sophisticated mm-hmm. palate from. Oh, so sophisticated. Very yeah. Italian. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, to, I was quite surprised when I learned that that like ravioli is actually not 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 that not kind tradi- of yeah flaccid kind right of, yeah <laughs> when you saw real ravioli yes it's like hey wait a second they got this wrong someone needs to go talk to the chef yeah <laughs> yeah so like i remember probably i could have a wagon wheel or something okay. or yeah it's funny um i interviewed your husband on a previous episode and, and wagon wheels came out there as well so <laughs> i'm finding connections yeah. there <laughs> okay so we talked a little bit about you know what uh a snack might be for you nowadays, but do you have a, a favorite treat? And, and again, we're go ahead and allow yourself to be indulgent. Is there mm. just something that's like, oh, I just love mm-hmm. a little bit of? Yeah, I I do love a chocolate covered almond. Ah, mm-hmm. I um I have something for you later. Uh, it's, I was recording yesterday with some holiday treats and I, something you might like, so I'll have to <laughs> pull that out for you later. Okay, well, before we get into talking about our savory snack today. Some fun facts. Quinoa is a flowering plant in the amaranth family. It is an herbaceous annual plant grown as a crop primarily for its edible seeds, which are rich in protein, dietary fiber, B vitamins, and minerals in amounts greater than in many grains. Quinoa is not a grass, but rather a pseudo-cereal, botanically related to spinach and amaranth. It was first domesticated by Andean peoples around three to 4,000 years ago, and has been an important staple in the Andean cultures where the plant is indigenous, but until recently, relatively obscure to the rest of the world. The Incas, who held the crop to be sacred, referred to it as Chisoya Mama, or the mother of all grains. And it was the Inca emperor who traditionally sowed the first seeds of the season using golden implements. Native Mapuches in South Central Chile cultivated quinoa, but there is uncertainty as to whether this variety originated in central Chile or in the central Andes of Peru and Bolivia. During the Spanish conquest of South America, the colonists scorned it and suppressed its cultivation due to its status within indigenous religious ceremonies. The conquistadors forbade quinoa cultivation at one point, and the Incas were forced to grow wheat instead. Today, almost all production in the Andean region is done by small farms and associations. Its cultivation has spread to more than 70 countries, including Kenya, India, the United States, and several European countries. Ironic that wheat has become demonized in many quarters, and the plant that those conquistadors scorned and forbade has taken on an air of virtue. All right, so our savory snack today, the Simply 7 Quinoa Chips Sour Cream and Onion Flavor. What were your thoughts on this particular snack food? Well, it definitely had a sour cream and onion flavor. Mm -hmm. It was definitely crunchy. It was, however, I did, it it seemed a little pork rindy to me, Ah, you know? Okay, the texture? A little, yeah, Yeah. and a little dry. Yes. So it had flavor. But the, there was something in the texture that right that was okay. But yeah, yeah I, I think I know what you're talking about. So um, to describe kind of what these look like, they remind me of those sun chips in terms of their shape. Um, mm-hmm. Those 
I don't know who makes them, but Sun Chips, Frito-Lay probably. But they look like those corn puffed like snack foods that you know no one ever wants <laughs> it's for like the yeah. allergic kids yeah. you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah. Yes. so i wasn't expecting a lot from the look i mean they're very pale they are very pale. they've got some flakes of what i assume are, are probably green onion on mm-hmm. there chives or, or something like that but a crunchier than i thought and a little mm-hmm. more substantial than i thought and maybe that's coming from the quinoa which is a, a higher protein is quinoa yeah. a grain i i think it's not not technically a green okay um and i was curious actually to when you look at the um nutritional breakdown is there is protein listed two grams of protein for a half a package and this is a, a large bag <laughs> so not very high in yeah. protein okay. yeah you would think you know quinoa is higher in protein than other alternative grains but uh, yeah out of a hundred gram bag getting four grams of protein so probably not the most efficient yeah, way to get maybe protein yeah. <laughs> it's uh, protein and sugar are equal but quinoa flour is listed as the first ingredient potato starch cornstarch uh, sunflower oil corn flour rice flour salt and then just various flavorings, onion powder, lactic acid, et cetera, dehydrated parsley. Um, so yeah, a little bit more body than I expected, not just air, like I was expecting something like packing peanuts, but I do agree with you, a, a bit dry. And as I said about the drink, I easily could have just gotten a bag of regular potato chips, which yeah. would have been perfectly fine gluten-free, but one thing about this particular thing that drew me to it was it was A, in the gluten-free section. And these guys really uh, simply seven. Uh, they have these seven... What is it? Seven simple standards, quality ingredients, no preservatives, trans fat free, gluten free, simple ingredients, no artificial colors or flavors and simply delicious. Well, we'll be the judges of that last one. (laughs) But in any case, I thought, you know, easily could have used a potato chip here. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, I was thinking as I was eating this, like who's in the market for this? I suppose maybe people who are trying to avoid things like trans fats and and, um, maybe trying to eat cleaner or eat, you know, less um, artificial ingredients. But, you know, over this Versus this versus a chip, if uh, no all things being equal, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it, it's not really an alternative. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's my thoughts on the quinoa chips. We'll come to the end of the show and give our star ratings on that one. But moving right along to the sweet part of our show, okay. a couple of more questions for you. Okay. So when you're watching a movie or you're at the movies, what's a snack you enjoy or are you a snacker during the movies? Yes for sure and my favorite combo is popcorn mm-hmm. followed by m&ms uh, a nut preferably if i can get them the the almond mm-hmm. one or a peanut if not okay mm-hmm. okay so again we're seeing a, a reoccurrence of a theme here <laughs> yes. a little salty, salty a little sweet, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um m&ms and and popcorn are something i was introduced to in in high school by my girlfriend at the time who probably would rather I don't talk about her so I won't um, <laughs> the less said about that the better but she would do popcorn and peanut M&Ms and then sprinkle Parmesan cheese on top so um, I know it sounds oh, kind of funky that is but it was I, I haven't done it since uh, mm-hmm. probably just because of bad memories you know, <laughs> surrounding that whole part of my life but it was uh, yeah give it a try sometime okay. maybe next time you're and I, I should say I don't mix them but I that that is intriguing to me. Yeah, it was kind of like a, almost like a, a, a trail mix of popcorn M&Ms yeah. and, well, that's it. Yeah. Uh, with okay. a little bit of cheese on top. But uh, yeah, she, she would pop that and, and mix that before going to the movie and then we'd sneak it in. Or if we were going to the drive, drive-in, yeah. I'm dating myself a little bit. The, <laughs> the kids in the crowd are like, you mean when you what go to the, to the window and get a burger? No, no, not drive through. <laughs> Do you have any favorite seasonal snacks? Uh, hmm. 
when I was younger, they were probably like, you know, like an Easter cream egg or something. Right. But, but now I, I find those just way too sweet. Yeah. So, um, but certainly Christmas, I have, I have, um, I love a good shortbread, but a very specific shortbread and made pretty much the way that my mom made them. So Okay. So homemade versus store-bought. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And rum balls. I mm. love rum balls. Uh, actually, anything that mixes liquor and food, I love. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. the common thread there? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. And... So now that you're you're eating gluten free, I, I suppose if you're making your own shortbread, that's a pretty easy. Mm-hmm. You just use a gluten free yeah. flour. Yeah. Have you tried any of the packaged? Because I saw some gluten free yeah. shortbreads out there. It's that time of year. Yeah, so. they're, they're, they tend to be kind of um, grainy and mealy because they use rice flour. Right. So when I over the years baking with gluten free flours, a good combo. Now I'm adding in some cassava flour, which is makes it really light and, and almost in many cases with cookies, people have said they actually prefer them huh. to the glutinous counterpart. Okay, so, interesting. Mm-hmm. Cassava is a tuber, yeah. kind of related to like a potato, right? Um, I think it's. I want to say a taro. Okay, more on like that, that side yeah. of the of the yeah. spectrum. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Huh. So uh, a blend of flour, including cassava flour, mm-hmm. not just cassava. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what's what the main grain or whatever they're using in, yeah. in your so with the baking blends, alternatives? Um, there's a couple different brands that I like, and they use a, a bunch of different flours. Because I think when you have just, just rice flour, it's, right. it's just, there's a certain grittiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll use uh, oh, all different kinds. I, and there seems to be a secret to having... Oh, certain um i don't even know if they're flowers but powders in there like um uh, the name is escaping me right now but there like are multiple. arrowroot or yeah something there's like something that. like that but um I, my brain is not that's okay cooperating today but anyway there is there's a, it's a very specific blend and ratio that i wouldn't even try to create myself because these companies have kind of got it down to yeah a, got it down science. to science yeah exactly mm-hmm. but i will add in some cassava Ah, I see. So you're yeah. kind of doing your own little secret yes, ingredient yes, there. Exactly. Interesting. And is that just something you discovered online or through trial and error? Um, yeah, through trial and error. And just, you know, when the stores will bring in a new flower, I'll just try it. Oh, interesting. And then, yeah. Okay. Have you tried, I saw this the other day when I was looking for healthy junk food. Mm-hmm. Um, not as easy as it sounds. Um, I think it was green banana flour have you seen oh, this no okay so no. apparently uh people like it because it's r- resistant starch which is mm-hmm. i guess glycemic load is yeah. different so if you're looking at maybe a lower carb or more paleo type eating um it's very popular and i haven't no haven't heard anything about it yay or nay but maybe something to keep an eye out for hmm. i think it was green banana flour i'll okay. have to google I'll that for you later all right do you have any odd combinations of snacks or treats that that you like unusual hmm. I tried one time I had popcorn in a restaurant and I really liked it so I'll sometimes try to to recreate it at home and so you make popcorn and I put a little bit of melted butter on it and then a bit of um, truffle oil okay and then parmesan cheese mm-hmm. and, all that umami yeah, yeah. yeah and that is really really good that's, okay mm-hmm. yeah that sounds that sounds pretty parsley good. just to make it you know visually appealing sure mm-hmm. yeah well it's, it's all about the complete package as we've <laughs> yeah. said here today with our quinoa chips <laughs> all right finally 
if you were having a last meal, what snacks would be there? Oh, wow. Now, you don't mm. have to worry about any allergic reactions, so oh, you can have even gluten-full ones. Oh, then I would be <laughs> gluten-loading. <for sure. laughs> um, you know what I really miss? I miss a good sourdough, like a, a ah. warm sourdough slathered in butter. Mm-hmm. That would be really good. Um, I, I can't say that I miss... I have really found, like, I can make most baking now that it... Mm-hmm. it pretty much mimics it but it's all in the bread it's all about the bread like a croissant yeah, a, a croissant. yeah. hard to pull so, that off yeah, gluten-free huh? I have not experienced that yet huh. um yeah so if i could if i could have anything it would probably it'd be bread related okay okay mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that you can make the entire <laughs> meal bread if you'd like all right um, well before we get into reviewing our sweet item some fun facts about that On a rainy afternoon some years ago, Beryl Stafford's daughter opened a cookbook and made some gooey oat treats. They were delicious, but loaded with sugar and fat. Stafford tweaked the recipe to make it healthier using non-GMO and vegan ingredients. She thought her oat cakes tasted even better. Once Stafford had her recipe down, she named her nascent company after her daughter, whose childhood nickname was Bobo. A friend drew the logo with a Sharpie at Stafford's kitchen table. She made the labels at a local printer, wrapped her homemade bars, and brought them to local coffee shops. At the time, Stafford was, quote, at the lowest of the low, end quote. She was recently divorced and needed an income, but she couldn't shake the sense she was on to something. Her instincts were right. Seventeen years later, Bobo's Oat Bars are available nationwide and in Canada in stores from natural food chains to Kroger's and Wegmans, as well as online. The bars come in 15 flavors, and recently Bobo's added four stuffed bars in combinations including peanut butter and coconut almond butter. All right, so we've got the Bobo's Maple Pecan Gluten-Free Oat Bar. I like that fun little advertising or uh, marketing there on the outside. No one brings you home like Bobo's, it says. I'm just going to read through these ingredients while you're tasting that there, Michelle. So organic whole grain oats, gluten-free oats, brown rice syrup, organic cane sugar, pecans, vegetable glycerin, natural flavors, xanthan gum salt. So pretty simple list of ingredients. Uh, what are your thoughts about this particular product? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because if you hadn't told me it was maple pecan, I think I could have guessed because mm-hmm. it tastes definitely like maple and pecan. Yeah, that so, definitely comes through. Yeah, yeah, which is sometimes surprising. Like some of these sort of healthier snacks taste like strapping on a feed bag, really. It's it's not, not that. I just had a very good mental image. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More oats? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so no, it was good. And I thought, looking at it, I thought it was going to be really, really dry. Mm-hmm. And it actually wasn't, it wasn't that dry. It had some uh, bit of a moist texture. Yes. Um, so yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, me too. Um, I started with the smell, and the smell almost remind like gave me this nostalgic bowl of like maple oatmeal, yeah. you know, on yeah. a cold Saturday morning in the winter when I was a kid. You know that mm-hmm. that smell, like you could almost smell the steam, you know, rising mm-hmm. into your face. It very much. This is gonna sound dumb for something that has maple and oats in it. It smelled like maple oatmeal. Like I was, I was really impressed by that. Um, it's a dense bar. It's not mm-hmm. light. Nope. Um, you know, I had to give it a little push with the, the knife to cut it into pieces. Um, very chewy. 
but not unpleasantly so. Like you said, it wasn't like eating through a, a feed bag. Um, got the nuttiness from the pecans. Definitely maple syrup. It tasted very real, not artificial maple. Mm -hmm. And I got a hint of spice, and it didn't list that as ingredient. It did say natural flavors, but I got maybe something mm -hmm. like a cinnamon or yeah. something in there, which is you know just a classic combination with those things. So yeah, I was a little impressed because it's uh, it's kind of heavy and it looks like it might be a bit of a hockey puck, yeah. but um, not too bad, not too bad at all. Um, okay, so now let's do some ratings. I okay. believe. The coffee, you've already given three stars yeah, to, little, so jump the gun on that one. That's okay. Uh, um, that one. I agree with you. I think that's definitely a three-star product. I'd uh, pick it up again, and, and they had other flavors, so now I'm kind of curious to try other ones, and curious to try oat milk on its own. It just seems to go really well with coffee. It has a nice, I didn't say this earlier, but as opposed to dairy, which just kind of brings creaminess, I suppose mm -hmm. dairy has dairy flavor, mm -hmm. but there's a, a different something to it which i'm guessing mm. is what the oats are bringing to it it's a nice um subtle hint mm -hmm. of, of of flavor nuttiness or something like that um so i definitely like that what about the quinoa chips i i gave them a two okay two stars yeah yeah kind of they, they weren't they, they were okay yeah they weren't pinch, terrible but yeah. yeah sure i would maybe rate a little lower but i don't typically eat gluten-free so maybe i'm you know not as forgiving as you are because you've probably had much worse things i'd put them at about a one and a half you know I, I didn't hate them but i wouldn't go out of my way to pick them up again but for what they were i thought they actually were decent yeah and then finally the bobos which i think we both kind of were effusive about what did you think mm -hmm. about that one i will give them two and a half two stars. and a half stars mm -hmm. okay i hmm yeah, I don't know that I necessarily need more right now. So I think two and a half is, yeah, I'm going to copy you there and not be mm -hmm. original. Uh, <laughs> two and a half sounds just about right for Bobos. So now we're going to do a little segment I like to call brand versus brand. So in this segment, I typically will compare two, sometimes three products from different brands, but the same flavor or style of product. So I think you can see before oh, you, you can. probably have an idea of what I'm giving you just based okay. on the looks there. Ah, okay. And then last but not least, number three. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> that one's kind of <laughs> obvious. Let's call that one the control. <laughs> okay. um, so for those of you who can't see what we're talking about, I've got three different cheese curl type products. Now, cheesies. Yeah. cheesies, yeah. The interesting thing about this is, technically speaking, um, these products are usually made with cornmeal, which on its own is gluten-free. Um, Cheetos, the probably the world's most famous cheese curl product, is technically should be gluten-free. And I believe in the United States, it, it is, does say gluten-free on the bag. In Canada, it doesn't because they can't guarantee there wasn't cross-contamination. Now, for someone like yourself, yeah. maybe a half a cup of Cheetos isn't going to kill you. For someone who's severely celiac, yeah. Yeah. Um, even just a little bit of gluten can cause major problems. So uh, typically, uh, Cheetos are not considered to be a safe choice. So they're not on the menu today, I'll tell you that. <laughs> These are two very gluten-free options. And then a third option that maybe isn't certified gluten-free, but um, brings a little something different to the table, okay. which you've already obviously figured out but we'll, we'll save the mystery for those listening so go ahead and give those a try tell me what you think of number okay. one number two and number three all right well i'm gonna go like they're they're visually 
quite different. They are. Yeah. I thought, you know, I didn't know that until I opened the bag. Mm-hmm. I was a little surprised at the difference in yeah. color, shape, and, and other things. Yeah. So like most human beings, um, I, I find the more color more appealing. So I'm going to start with the bland kind of okay. whitish one. Yeah. And it looks good. I have, this is going to be very crunchy, I have yeah. a feeling. <clears throat> hmm. There's a bit of flavor there. I mean, it's very crunchy. Mm-hmm. It's not, I wouldn't say... It's a very subtle cheese kind of flavor. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's maybe not cheddar. I'm not sure what what it is though. Okay. Maybe a very mild Parmesan or something. Okay. Um, not bad, but kind of bland. Okay. Okay, moving up. Um, and those ones have a very kind of natural texture. The next ones look like they've been extruded. <laughs> they kind of look like something that came out of a Play-Doh machine. Yeah. <laughs> and that's probably a good reason for that. Uh, the color is interesting too. I'll yeah, let you talk yeah. about that. Yeah. There, there definitely, there is color. They're, they're, they're definitely orange, mm-hmm. but they're a soft orange. Like yeah. A, not like yeah. a neon or no, bright orange. No. no. Okay. I'm going in. <laughs> mm-hmm. So these ones kind of, there's an initial crunch. And then they become kind of pasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they require some mastication. For right. Sure. Flavor, again, not a not a super strong flavor. Mm-hmm. There, although it looks like there's a lot of stuff on, like a lot of the powder. The powder, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not a very strong flavor. Yeah. And how would you describe that that powder compared to the first one, which mm-hmm. was maybe more of a subtle cheesiness? Mm-hmm. I think this one is going for cheddar. Right. But it's. Um, it's very subtle, very, okay. very like it'd be a very mild yeah. flavor. And I know this last one. <laughs> this is like from my childhood. Uh, this must be—is this Hawkins? Yes, it is. Yes, yeah. yes. So this is like a Canadian iconic snack. So this will be really crunchy. Yes. I know. Mm-hmm. Now Hawkins is not technically um, certified gluten-free, but if you look at the ingredients, there's nothing that should have gluten in it. And I don't believe they make anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like they have you know various things that they're doing in their factory, but they just don't certify it. But technically, this should be on the safe side of things. Mm-hmm. But how uh, would you compare it to the other two? I guess it's uh, you're a little bit biased, obviously, am, going am, into yeah, it. Yeah, because again, I have that childhood memory. I should have asked you before I threw that in the oh, mix. That's okay. So the Hawkins has a hard crunch. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a very firm crunch. And... It's definitely more salty mm-hmm. than the other two, mm-hmm. and it's it's the same kind of unnatural orange cheese powder as in Kraft Dinner. It's funny you or, say that. Or I, for Americans, I guess that would be Kraft macaroni cheese. And cheese. Macaroni and cheese. Yeah. So it's that same. I think it may even be the same. Mm. That same powder that they right. use. Right. Could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very similar flavor. So it has a bold, a much more bold flavor. Um, I agree with you on the on the saltiness. Um, mm-hmm. We, I did an all Canadian episode and had an American guest try these for the first time, and we were talking about the difference between these and Cheetos. Mm-hmm. And the I got the and it's not listed on the ingredients, but almost like a Parmesan cheese mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. saltiness and umami coming from it. Something yeah. beyond just cheddar as yes. we think of it as cheddar yeah. powder that you would find on a cheese flavored product like a Cheeto or a Cheez It or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so now comes the time. You get to rank these. What are your <laughs> thoughts? And I'll go ahead and pull okay. out the different pro. Actually, tell me first what you think. Okay. I think I know what your favorite one is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Hawkins is definitely going to be the favorite. I'm glad I tasted it last because everything would have paled. A little overpowering. Yeah. Yeah. 
Although it's less visually appealing, the first ones I tried, the very light colored ones, mm-hmm. um, I liked their flavor better. You so, like that style So too. that would be number two. Okay, interesting. Um, and the, 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 the second ones, I would rate them last because the, I don't know, they, they, just that kind of... The mouthfeel you weren't yeah, crazy about. Yeah, and how they kind of became, it was just a lot to... To chew them, they turn to mush in my mouth, and not, not great. So the first ones are Barbara's cheese puffs, made with non-GMO corn. Could you taste the non-GMO? Oh yeah. Um, so cornmeal is the, the well, I, should, I was going to say the common thread here, but not necessarily, as you're going to find out soon. But in cheesies, usually that's the ingredient used. Cheese cultures, buttermilk, blue cheese is part of the ingredients. I was say that's kind blue of interesting. On the yeah. Cover. yeah. Salt, cheese cultures, enzymes, annatto, and paprika for color. So, interesting list of ingredients there. And that is, oh, they have other flavors. Original jalapeno and white cheddar. These are original. Okay. So those down there. Now the second one, baked bean crunch benitos mac and cheese flavor. So I thought it was funny that you mentioned Hawkins being like (laughs) mac and cheese. These are made with navy beans, rice, cheddar cheese, whey, buttermilk, salt, and pepper hmm. so that's about it good for the planet made from a sustainable crop adds nutrients to the soil flavor notes of melted cheddar cream and tang hmm. pairs well with cozy socks sourced <laughs> from american farmers good for people high source of fiber all the fiber without all the toots that's very funny <laughs> um, zero trans fats 100 percent baked vegetarian gluten-free all that good stuff. So. Yeah, I feel bad that I didn't that I didn't love that one. It makes sense when you say beans. So now that that texture right. makes sense. Now. Yes, mm-hmm. right. As opposed to like a, a cornmeal product yeah. that's maybe going to yeah. dissolve more readily. That's why I was kind of chuckling when you said that. Uh, five grams of car- uh, five grams of fiber mm. per serving, and um, nine grams of protein. Wow. So and how beans, big is a serving? Uh, 50 grams. And the whole bag is 128 grams. So less hmm. than half the bag. They say about 20 chips. So about yeah. 20 of those, I guess, give or take. Okay, interesting. And of course, the Hawkins, I don't need to tell you any more yeah. about those. <laughs> well, that's it for our show. Let's dip into our junk mail. As a reminder, you can reach us by email at junkfoodiespod at gmail.com or on Twitter and Facebook at junkfoodiespod. <laughs> Our message today comes from Bill Strunk, who asks, Dear Junk Foodies, I work on the road quite a bit. This is appropriate for us, not on accident, and often have to grab something quick between appointments. What's your go-to road trip food? So I'll give you a moment to think about that, Michelle. Mm-hmm. My job jobs for the last decade or so have required me uh, not working in an office, and my office being my car if I'm not at my kitchen table, as I was talking about earlier. So if I'm going to, like, assuming you're not talking about eating a meal at a, at a Subway or, or something like that, if I'm going to a convenience store or just finding something quick I can eat on the go, nuts you mentioned earlier are a go-to. Uh, sometimes uh, beef jerky, if I can find one that's not super high in sugar. Oh, what else? You can get a lot of options now that don't require you necessarily eating just potato chips or pretzels. There's, um, this is going to sound gross to some people, but there's packaged hard-boiled eggs, and they even have flavored ones. Well, like There's one that's dill, and there's a salt and pepper one. I like those. You can get individual servings of cheese. There's a container of pickles you can get now, which sounds kind of funny, but there's no liquid in it. You just pop it open, and you have pickles, and, and you can eat those as your kind of vegetable quotient, although I guess cucumbers are a fruit. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the, the way I lean versus 
candy bar or a bag of chips or something like that. Occasionally I'll have a protein bar, again, if there's one that doesn't have 47 grams of sugar in it, because if I'm gonna have a sugary treat, I'm not gonna waste it on something that basically has the texture of, you know, reprocessed cardboard. Uh, what about you? What are you eating when you're on the road? Well, this may not come as a surprise, but generally chips, mm -hmm. followed quickly by regret. <laughs> Um, <laughs> chips and regret that was my second regret. album yeah. by the way <laughs> yeah. so I know what you're talking about <laughs> um, but you know it's interesting I know quite a few people that for whatever reason growing up especially their moms would always make egg salad sandwiches for road trips which seems oh. which seems crazy because you've got mayonnaise yeah and, um, and the smell and a, yeah, a car and a car but that is a really common thing I and I say this as someone who just readily admitted to eating hard-boiled eggs, but I, I live by myself in my car. <laughs> That's my <laughs> office and no one else's. I wouldn't do that if there were other people in there. And with you, when you say chips and regret... I assume it's easy to find a chip that's gluten-free. Yeah, they all They, all they pretty are. much all are. I mean, yeah. potatoes are gluten-free yeah. unless there's something in the flavoring. So yeah. Yeah. so there you're, you're, you're pretty okay. Mm -hmm. um, anything else? Um, well, of course, then after the chips, one needs to balance it with sweet. So. <laughs> you balance your chakras? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's chocolate. chocolate okay, so just a, like a plain chocolate, like a Cadbury? Yeah. or I, I Again, I, I do like the... The almond chocolate mm. combo. So if it wasn't chocolate covered almonds, it might be like a Hershey's almond chocolate bar. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Best of both worlds. Okay. Excellent. Well, that's all we got for today. Uh, Michelle, I thank you for your time. If there's anything you want to plug now, please feel free to do so, <laughs> even if it's, you know, spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, well, you know, we were talking about earlier, I have a podcast too, but um, but unless you're a family physician, it's probably not going to be super interesting for you. But if you really just want to hear it, it's called One Nail at a Time, Insights for Building Your Patient's Medical Home. Okay. And that's yeah. primarily uh, you're talking to doctors or for doctors? Both. Or both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Just with kind of hot topics in, in the medical community in our province or in other provinces um, as well? It's, I mean, it's designed for our province gotcha. and it's specifically primary care. So not every physician even would be interested in right. family physicians would be. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you mm -hmm. go. Interesting. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm not going to volunteer to be on yours because I don't think there's anything <laughs> I have to say about medicine that any doctor would be interested in hearing. Thanks again for having, uh, for having me, for being here. And for the rest of you, thank you for listening. And as a wise man once said, do everything in moderation, including moderation. Thanks, guys. Bye.